This is Jay De Niro, Fear the Right Hand. You're listening to the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of OVW. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am the walrus, Brian Hines. I am Jack Minokes. Today we are getting into all the action from OVW Rise 1274, emanating live from historic Davis Arena on January 11th, 2024. We will also talk about the OVW headlines, and we have a lot of breaking news in and around Ohio Valley Wrestling. And finally, we will hear from you in the fan zone later on. But first... I'm supposed to say here, we have a little bit of a script this week. Uh, Tiny Brian wants me to say that we are nominated for the 10th Annual Carney Award uh, for Best Podcast. I will not say that. I will say that we are the unofficial winners of the 10th Annual Carney Awards for Best Podcast. We were there at the ceremony just because they called it off. We held a 10 count. There was a referee. Stood we outside were, the bar we were na- in the cold. That is right. We were named winner over the weekend. Sorry that no one else showed up. But we are the unofficial winner of the 10th Annual Carney Awards. And Not we, to deviate from this script here, but that is what I'd like to say. And, and yeah, you're right. I, I should have just put that. My apologies. I should have edited it. And we will, in fact, come to the actual ceremony when they have it just so they can acclaim our victory. Right. Right. So, yeah. But so, we are still honored. I, I would think that at some point that would mean that uh, we would have comedy award winning belts. Best podcast belt. Best podcast belt. Best, yeah. best podcast belt. So there we are. Unofficially, officially. And there's two of you, so it should be a tag team belt, I guess. Right. In all seriousness, though, whenever they do reschedule the Carney Awards, we will uh, be sure to let you, dear listener, know, and we will be in attendance whenever that announcement is uh, finalized. We most certainly will. We uh, we kid about a lot of things, but uh, we are sincerely thankful for being nominated for, for this award, so uh, we really appreciate it. Um, up next on the feed, we'll have a watch-along episode, me and you, Brian, Yeah, uh, watch-along episode. That's we, right. We were honoring a new signee at Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yes, Mickey James. Mickey James, uh, in case you managed to not hear it somehow, if you're an OVW fan, Mickey James has joined Ohio Valley Wrestling in a full-time capacity, serving as, I believe, creative director and head of the women's division. And producer for the whole dang show. Producer for the whole kit right. and caboodle. Which is a big deal, really. So in uh, honor of that, we sat down and watched a great match uh, from her OVW days, and that will be on the feed um, on Thursday. Yes, it will. Yeah, we had a good time. And as you guys mentioned earlier, we are going to do a new segment here at the top of the show where we just kind of cover OVW headlines. At some point, I want to nice like some music, some ticker, some some before the OVW headlines. But So yeah, why don't you guys get into it? As we kind of mentioned here already, Mickey James joined the OVW team in full-time capacity as a creative director, producer, head of the women's division, head of Booker of the women's division. We talked to Maria um, earlier, I guess last week. We've we've yeah. crossed into a new week here. We talked to Maria last week. Yeah, and this was uh, something that kind of threw us, and mm-hmm. we felt like uh, we, we needed some clarification on this. So Amazing Maria was kind enough to uh, phone in and uh, talk with us. So that was where we uh, were able to come up with an emergency episode last mm-hmm. week to mm-hmm. kind of break things down and uh, let you, the the viewer or the listener, as the case may be, know what's uh, going on in the uh, world of Ohio Valley Wrestling. The two things I kind of took away from that interview is, A, Maria's still there. That was a big one. Yes. I, I know that when you wrestling is a world of transit <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts all the time but maria 
on camera and off camera is a huge uh, part of OVW, crowd favorite at OVW. And I know that a lot of fans' minds instantly went to that she had been replaced or let go or what have you. That is definitely not the case. You can hear it in her voice that she's more present in OVW than ever and very excited for the next stage or era of OVW, as she kept putting it, in, in, in her work with Mickey James. Yeah, that was one of the things I noticed uh, most about uh, our brief phone call with her was the uh, enthusiasm in her voice was very thick. So I mm-hmm. know that she mm-hmm. is very pleased about all the things that are going on. Um, I mean, we know some of it, but I'm sure that there are many more things that we don't know and uh, even even things she she told us we're not allowed to know yeah not she told us she didn't tell us what we're not allowed to know she just told us we're not allowed to know things right <laughs> so that we still have other news to look forward to but uh it's a very exciting time for uh, ohio valley wrestling fans and uh i'm glad that we're able to uh be a part of it and, and keep you guys informed and you know, moderately entertained if you don't have something more important going on as far as mickey james goes I feel like her presence at the Rumble, um, she kind of came out, was present on camera during that, present on commentary during that. We have the big press release last week that she's been a full-time, she will now be full-time working uh, at OVW. When do you when do you expect to see Mickey James in front of the camera at a uh, OVW television taping? Well, I mean... I if, think it's got to be sooner rather if, than If later. she follows Mick Foley's suit, it could be as early as this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Because he was there at the Rumble, and then that next Thursday, he was on camera, as we will get into here in a little bit. But uh, I, I would fully expect to see Mickey James address the crowd this week. If she doesn't, I, I, will, be, I will be pretty surprised. Before we move on to uh, Mick Foley, a um, couple of things. The... OVW YouTube page has kind of become the premier place to watch OVW. Right. I think it still airs live on Fight TV, um, but it is no longer available for free replay on Fight TV. Which is bullshit. Um, however, it is easier now than ever to access on YouTube. Um, I think that that is a really good segue um, from talking about Mickey James because you were watching live on YouTube this past week and Mickey James obviously very enthusiastic to be at OVW, stopped by the YouTube chat for a little bit. Yeah, just enough to say hey and, you know, tell everybody thank you for the, such a warm welcome. And um, that kind of interactivity is uh, something that mm-hmm. is, is new to me as a uh, uh, a viewer, and I, I appreciated that. So I will be watching the uh, YouTube live feed whenever I am not at Historic Davis Arena. And you know you don't know who's going to show up in the live feed. Might be B. Hines, might be Mickey James. You just never know. So Mick Foley, as you had mentioned, um, he kind of came in tandem with Mickey James, the right. uh, Rumble. She was on the uh, commentary booth for the women's div- division Rumble. He was on the commentary booth for the men's division Rumble. His uh, role in OVW moving forward, as he put it, a few free Thursdays in January and February, uh, he called himself a talent evaluator. Yes, which we uh, saw firsthand later on in, in the episode, and uh, it was an entertaining segment. I uh, I wonder where we're, we're going to go with that. We'll probably get back into that a little bit more later, but uh, for now, Mick Foley is part of OVW as a talent evaluator. What that means it's in, in its entirety? Uh-huh. Um, we mentioned that the OVW show is easier to find than it ever has been on YouTube. Uh, it seems that with kind of 
the push forward in the digital space, OVW has given their weekly television show a name. You know, WWE Monday Night Raw, AW Dynamite, OVW Rise, Ohio Valley Wrestling Rise is the name of the new, um, I guess, the branded name of what we've known as the weekly OVW TV show. That's right. Onward and upward. It's time to rise. And then one last little thing here before we delve into all of the matches. Uh, January 20th, this Saturday, will be Great Lakes Championship Wrestling's event, It's Okay to Stare. A lot of talent at OVW and Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Even uh, as we saw in the Rumble, Kirksis was injured at yes. a GLCW event by Jay De Niro. Jay De Niro, uh, Crixus, when he arrived back in OVW, uh, took his revenge on Jay De Niro for something that happened at a different promotion. Yes. So not only are we seeing a lot of talent being shared between these two promotions, but we're even seeing things that happen at one show affect things that happen at a different show. That's true. Which is awesome. Yeah. So um, for you really, really rabid OVW fans or for people that don't have anything else to do, want to spend their Saturday night uh, watching a good night of wrestling, GLCW's It's Okay to Stare is this Saturday, January 20th. Do we know uh, where we are able to see that online? Or if it, is it? If it's a pay-per-view, how would one access that? My understanding is not available live. You can go, if you feel like going to Wisconsin in January, you can actually go there. But they do put it out uh, for sale afterwards. So go look up GCLW or GLCW's uh, social medias and all that, and I'm sure they they can tell you exactly how to get it. But they push this as a live first event. That's part of... Okay. And they, they really do have such a connection to OVW. That's why I thought we should probably at least mention it. That a is a, uh, a good call. Good call. And if you are listening from Wisconsin, wait until the summer when it's warm because we're going to be up there eventually. That is the plan as of right now. Yeah, we're coming to see you. Coming to see a GLCW event. We need a couch to stay on. I need a couch to stay on. They're sleeping on the floor. <laughs> do you do you have a uh, do you have an ad this week, Tiny Brian? Oh, hey, I forgot to put the ad in here. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, uh, Tiny Brian here once again, and uh, just letting you all know about Bluegrass Homefront one more time because I can't stop talking about it. Uh, it is Kentucky Music and Stories. Uh, it is coming back. I'm going to say I'm going to put a I'm going to put a marker down right here because I know he's listening. B- Bluegrass Homefront returns in March. There we go. I- I've said it. We're going to do an episode. We're going to do our first episode in March, probably the last of March. But keep watching. Watch those feeds. Bluegrasshomefront.com. Wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and now back to the OVW podcast. Welcome back to the OVW Podcast. My name is Jack Minokes. He's still... Brian Hines. Pleased to make your acquaintance, by the way. <laughs> so the first match of the night was uh, a non-title match. It was uh, The Vision Orion versus OVW... I you guys were, not to interrupt your... I thought we were going to do the dark matches, even though I forgot to put them in the notes. Do you want to do the dark matches? Yeah, let's... let's I just wanted to say a couple things about the dark matches. I think we can knock it out really quick. Okay. Um, actually, I noticed that the dark matches this week, they are not part of Rise, so if you're watching on OVW, what is called OVW Rise on the YouTube show, you did not see them. I would go back seriously and watch the live recording um, under the live playlist on OVW's YouTube page for the whole amount of action, for the whole night worth of action. 
uh, from Davis Arena. I noticed this week that there were a lot bigger names in the uh, pre-matches. Uh, Star Rider was there. Ari Alexander and Shalance were there. Usually the pre-matches are like one big name and one like up-and-comer, like a guy that they're trying to kind of get over. These are all very established people this week. Yes, they were. And also I'd like to point out while we're kind of covering this, there, I, Shalance and Ari Alexander, that was not the match that I wanted it to be because it uh, was kind of a little uh, off to a weird slow start. Got to be really physical, really, really loved it as it went on. Here, 100% for Anari Alexander and Shalance Royale um, angle. A lot of matches between the two of them. Uh, I think that they are two of the women that are the most capable on the entire women's side of the roster who will like really, really, really get the short end of the stick a lot of the time. Um, those two girls are smash mouth. Those two girls are physical. Both of them can wrestle beyond, uh, all stars. Yes. Both of them can wrestle beyond the, uh, the slot that they're given. So I'm really, really looking forward to this series, hopefully series of matches between the two of them where they can really use each other to sharpen each other's, uh, edge, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Shalance Royale is probably the most criminally underrated wrestler on the entire roster, regardless of, of gender. Yeah, they could be doing so much more with her. and uh, That gimmick holds her back. You think? I really do. I really do. I really think that gimmick holds her back. You think just drop it all together? Uh, you can't. You got to work your way out of it because she's been doing it for so long. But it's just a little too comical for her to be accepted as a true threat. And she can wrestle like a true threat. That is a good point. So I just kind of... I, I hope that maybe... Two, these are two of my favorite performers to watch, two of the most capable performers on the entire roster. Really, really, really hoping that they can bring out the best out of each other in the coming weeks. Really looking forward to this, and I hope it makes its way onto the main show because they deserve it. Deserves to be on the main show. Agreed. Just you know, another example of uh, two prime uh, members of the women's division uh, who are, are just as talented and uh, strong a performer as anybody yeah right so let's take let's go match one here brian Hines. uh match one of the uh dark matches was no 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 the uh the the, the real ones the real ones yes. the ones that were during the okay uh the see. official show ovw rise the uh, newly the newly minted ovw rise adjust notes uh, bout number one was orion versus ovw heavyweight champion shotgun tony gunn from the very beginning here of the night, something that I noticed uh, in the main show is that the a lot of these pairings kind of seemed, um, some of them kind of seemed like they came out of nowhere, um, especially Orion and Shotgun Tony Gunn. But when you have legit stars on your roster, you don't have to have a lot of buildup to make me want to watch the match. I didn't need weeks of Orion and Tony Gunn going back and forth to say, hey, I want to watch an Orion and Tony Gunn match. No, just <laughs> starting off the show like that. And that's like the story of the night, really. Yeah, and just seeing those two, uh, you know, just announced at the very beginning, it's like, ooh, you know what? That's going to mm-hmm. be a damn fine match. Exactly, yeah. There's a lot of, I, I kind of like call them like video game pairings tonight, where it's just like, I didn't know that I wanted to watch those two guys wrestle, but I really want to watch those two guys wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me to, and you know, seriously, two of the best, uh, in-ring wrestlers in, uh, in the roster here between Orion and Tony Gunn. So there's no surprise that, um, 
this kind of set the night off uh, with a bang, so to speak. A click, click, boom. And take note that this is within you know a, f- a few weeks, maybe a month or so of uh, uh, Orion's new attitude mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. and new name change. And one of the things that we mentioned uh, the first day he, he our first episode back after he. Uh, went with Orion was uh, Orion is known for his belt and then the very first match of the night he's in a non-title bout versus shotgun Tony Gunn Mm -hmm. so who knows maybe that'll be a little bit of foreshadowing for uh, what's to come in the weeks and months ahead I could I could definitely see Orion getting plunged into any one of the uh, well I mean I don't see why he couldn't be in the heavyweight championship picture Uh, I just think that with some of the less established guys, Orion could pull some really, really good matches out of them. So something of like with one of the lower belts, I think he would, he would be able to roll through a uh, rush division um, championship, you know, or something like that. I think it would be really fun to watch it with some of those smaller guys, some of those up and coming guys. Sure. And I mean, that coupled with the fact that he's uh, sitting under Malachi Black's learning tree these days uh, is just making him that much more dangerous. So the matches are going to get better and better as time goes on. Shotgun Tony Gunn's finishing maneuver is called the uh, what's what is what is the name of his finishing maneuver? It's like yeah. a rolling elbow. You asked me too fast. Um, Tiny Brian, what is the answer? I don't know, guys. Oh, God. Brian Kennison, where are you? <laughs> we need you, Stevie J. We need another person named Brian. <laughs> yes, That's we all do. We need. The. Oh. Like the, the kill shot, kill switch. Yeah, the kills. The yeah. kill switch. That's yeah. what it is. That's it. Uh, sorry, guys. No we, kill shot. We we kill we host a podcast about this promotion. And we're, believe we're, it or not, we're producing on the fly. This is non-alcoholic beer, even, <laughs> and we cannot come up with the name of the kill shot. Tony Gunn's kill shot. It's like a rolling elbow. Um, he ends up uh, winning, hitting Orion from uh, Orion's coming down from the top rope. Tony Gunn hits him with the kill shot. Uh, from the top rope, really great kind of maneuver. I thought it really protected Orion too, um, with him just getting a little overzealous and Tony Gunn be- being able to scout it. Uh, after the match, Real One has a video interruption. How do you feel about the video interruption in general in wrestling? This is uh, the first time we've ever talked about this. It, it is a convenient way to change direction or advance a particular story while you're in the middle of something else or if whatever is going on right now it is an easy way to bail on that if something goes wrong or uh, Mm -hmm. an angle just isn't working Mm -hmm. or or something and, and you call an audible and oh well let's do a a a video interruption but uh i understand they've they've got their place and some of them are better than others and as far as video interruptions go real ones video interruption this evening was top tier yeah uh i kind of i didn't really get the enzo thing when it was when he was part of the main roster in wwe yeah i didn't really it didn't really click for me it's Something about this level of OVW bringing this like loudmouth like northern guy to OVW really really clicks for me, and the promos have gotten that much better for me, even though they really haven't changed in ten years. Yeah, it's pretty much the uh, same poop, different scoop as far as that goes. But uh, as far as people who can talk, I did like him saying <laughs> that he's phony gun because he has no tea. 
<laughs> and then not an Al Snow's bald chance. Al Snow balls chance in hell is another. Evans Evans a little more on the table, but I will still allow it. Yeah, I will yeah. still allow it. It's, uh, it's just good to have somebody who can who can talk smack as well as Enzo. And uh, mm-hmm. there are not a whole lot of people in OVW that have that particular skill set. No. And no. right now, I can only think of one, and that would be anybody. Um, Anybody? Mr. Tony Evans? Correct. We'll talk about him later. Yes. Great segment from him yeah. tonight, by the way. Can't oh, wait yeah. to get to that. Oh, always a pleasure. As uh, I've said before, said it from the first moment we saw Tony Gunn and Real One stare each other down, give me that match. I, I can t- I'll, I'll deal with a couple video interruption promos while uh, Enzo is apparently waiting for a street hot dog in New York City or something, whatever he was doing in that uh, video that he was filming. But I want the match between Tony Gunn and Real One very, very, very badly. Very badly. Um, I'm sure we'll see it sooner or later. I'm just hoping that in the meantime, Enzo remembers to wear a coat because he looked really cold in that promo. He did. He looked like he was going to ask me for $5 and a cigarette. <laughs> um, Shane Mercer uh, is, is behind the camera cutting a promo on Cal Hero uh, after the conclusion of the Tony Gunn and Real One segment there. Another match, as I said, uh, like the first one between Orion and Tony Gunn, had no idea that I wanted to see Shane Mercer and Cal Hero wrestle. After the proposition was floated in front of me, I wanted nothing more than to see Cal Hero and Shane yeah. Mercer wrestle. It's like if uh, you order like HelloFresh or something, and they just kind of give you two random things, and you don't expect either on one. You don't expect either of them, but once like you kind of take a look, and it's like, you know what? Those ugly ass tacos look like they might be all yeah. right. Yeah. We'll, we'll give this a shot. So, um, I'm calling Shane, just, are you calling Cal Hero or Shane Mercer an ugly ass taco? No, I am I was not gonna calling say those two boys those, spend way uh, too much time in the gym for that. No, no, not at all. I'm just saying sometimes, uh, life I don't even you, think those boys are allowed to look at tacos with the way they work out. No, no, um, about to. Kind of, an, again, continuing a trend that I've said about the not only the promo that we just saw, but the first match, Mammoth, Donovan Cecil versus Jack Vaughn. When you have legit stars, when you have people that people want to see, it doesn't take four weeks of, of buildup for you to get excited about a match. No. The Tony Gunn and Orion, didn't know I wanted to see him, wanted to see him. Shane Mercer and Cal Hero, didn't know I wanted to see him, wanted to see him. Probably no more was that exemplified than in this match between Jack Vaughn and uh, Donovan Cecil. Yeah, it's no secret that uh, we're we're big fans of both, of, both these guys. of these guys. Yeah, uh, I've been watching uh, Jack Vaughn on a local level at the Spot Monkey shows going back a few years, so I was pleasantly surprised when I saw him over on OVW, and uh, I am a huge fan of the Mammoth. I I think I said it uh, an episode or two ago that I I think that this year 2024 is the year of the mammoth mm-hmm. and yep. I'm looking forward to it and I love that uh, orange singlet yeah that makes one's my look, favorite makes That's my look favorite ring gear. like a world beater makes yeah. him look absolutely giant mm-hmm. um, there probably is no better wrestler than Jack Vaughn um, in terms of just his technical ability. And his uh, a- athleticism and his, his old, old smoothness. school approach. Yeah, yeah. And he just knows. Um, I think one of his only downsides is how tall he is because if he, because it's hard for, he is so physically imposing. Yeah. Um, but if he was just a little shorter, he could be, he, not that he's not already a bump and feed and full, but against someone like Donovan Cecil, it would have been 
uh, I would love to see just somebody feed uh, to Jack Vaughn's ability that was just a little shorter than Jack Vaughn. That's just me nitpicking, though. Great match between the two of these guys. Great match between the two of these guys. Jack Vaughn ends up picking up the victory because he is the veteran. Um, That's true. So it wasn't uh, Donovan Cecil's night, but uh, it, it not a surprise matter. there. I don't no. think I don't, you didn't bring Donovan Cecil out here to win. You brought him out here because it's fun to watch him pick Jack Vaughn up and throw him around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sketch two of the night. Cal Hero responds uh, to Shane Mercer. He says basically that he's hurt, but he'll fight the Cal Hero story. Yeah. <laughs> if there was an after school special about Cal Hero, it would be called something to that effect. I'm hurt, but I'm still going to kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's it. That's on his gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> so that would take us to uh the third bout which was Angelica Risk versus OVW champ women's champion Freya the Slayer. Freya the Slayer came out uh looking fantastic. I did think that this match was... I would have had Freya just, like, choke slammer and win. Yeah, just like that? Uh, yeah. To be honest, I don't know. Nothing against Angelica Risk. I just would have really liked just, like, a big... Because this is the first time we've seen her defend, or second time we've seen her defend since she's become champion. Um, I want to say it's the first. It seems like it was the first, because she wasn't active at the Women's Rumble. Mm. So I, I think it, it's the first, although it could be wrong. I would just like to have seen her come out, big power move, one, two, three. Yeah, and that would have been fitting for uh, somebody uh, like Angelica Risk because we haven't gotten a lot of exposure to right. her yet. Right. So to see them both in a match uh, in the middle of the first hour, um, yeah, I could have easily seen her just coming in and just choke slamming her and just boom, done. Well, and it just would have been... It it would have been a lot of fun, <laughs> like for no other reason than I think it it would have kind of reminded everybody that Freya is this like huge presence and is like fearful and like is unlike any other woman on the roster. It would have reminded everyone of that, not only in kayfabe but the audience as well. Uh, but I just think that, like you said, we haven't seen a lot of Angelica Risk. I thought she got a lot of of offense in, um, and I think that it just would have been nice to have that big kaboom Freya's back she's the champion watch out that's just for me that's just me though I don't book the show I just come on the internet and complain about it so what do I know what do I know <laughs> bout number four Carson Drake your boy yes yes your boy Carson Drake new haircut Carson Drake yeah I don't like it I <laughs> let me say Ryan versus Ryan Von Rocket I don't either <laughs> okay. Um, Carson Drake versus Ryan Von Rocket. Here's okay. It, it goes two ways for me. I thought that he had a really great like Barry Windham thing going on. Right before I did too. Not just in the way that his body shaped and kind of how he wrestles, but the, the hair definitely helped with that. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of. Do you remember like when Jericho went away and then came back in like the late two thousands? And he cut, he cut his hair short for the first time, and he just looked massive. He just looked so big, and he really wasn't any bigger than uh, he ever he ever had been in WWE. At least. It was just a change of it's just the change of appearance. Yeah, Carson Drake doesn't need the short hair to look massive. No, no, he doesn't. And and I, I wanted I, it to be that Jericho effect. Yeah, I wanted him to look even bigger. 
but there's something like you said there's something missing now mm-hmm and um I mean, I get it. The, it seems like he, he's going with, uh, like, Carson Drake as an on, on, on-screen presence is evolving. And now, as mm-hmm. Brian has mentioned, he's re- started referring to him as the million Bitcoin man. Yeah, I really wanted to adopt that. You're welcome to take that, Carson Drake. Please be the million Bitcoin man. So Bitcoin's I, I down 6.5%. I just got an email about it earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. Back when um, I used to have some Bitcoin, I was I'm, I was never one of those douchebags. Trust me. No, I do not have any of the coin of Bit. But I'll tell you what I do have: anything I could ever want, because Miso's got it. <laughs> they got Bud. They, they're looking. They're yeah. looking for pops. You're looking for Mad Balls or whatever. Whatever it is. Miso's got it. They don't even sponsor this. Um, no, they don't. But, Carson, uh, you've known Carson Drake longer than anybody, though. Were you shocked at the haircut? Um, no. This is somebody that, if we go back to the very early days of this podcast, you said Carson Drake will end up in OVW. I did. First year, first episode, I think, if not first, second. I'm really surprised that there wasn't tons more gaga in this match between Carson Drake and Ryan Von Rocket. You wouldn't this, have thought, seems because like, there seems yeah. to be a ridiculous amount of nonsense that follows Ryan Von Rock and wherever. Carson Drake for yeah, that matter. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there really wasn't. Uh, I'm not going to say that I was disappointed, but I, I was expecting that, and it wasn't there, and it its absence was noticeable. There was a, a a tiny amount of Gaga though, and it looks like that the Von Rockets, even though they just got their name recently. Hmm? Looked like they had a little bit of a a, a, la- a lady boner for Carson Drake. Looked like, uh, and it looked like Ryan Von Rocket noticed it. Could very it looked well like be. he got a little jealous of Carson Drake and the way that Crystal and Katie were looking at at him, and uh, even in the way that the uh, post match celebration where. Crystal and Katie usually come in and, and shower Ryan Von Rocket with adulation. Um, the There was a, a, a noticeable, a palpable amount of tension between the three of them. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, the Von Rockettes uh, may have uh, reacted to Carson Drake like that because uh, he's a handsome and talented young man who uh, walks around throwing $100 bills at people. So. Do you think that that pairing... Works better for Ryan Von Ro- if if Crystal and Katie were to leave Ryan Von Rocket. Do you think that that does more for Carson Drake, or more for the Von Rockets? Well, who do I or, think would get the better end of the deal? Right, or does is that something you want to see at all? Um, I honestly kind of figured that the Von Rockets would. Uh, be a, a tag team in the women's division I in, instead so of just accessories to one of their male counterparts so accompanying them to ring. But, you know, what do I know? But um, I, I think that it would be a uh, mutually beneficial, beneficial relationship if uh, Carson Drake were to uh, be in league with the Von Rockettes. Although I, I would think that if that were the case, there might be some sort of... Uh, Outside of the ring, extracurricular chicanery, like during a match, you know, the ref isn't looking. One of the Von Rockets, like, 
I don't know, interferes or slips him like a foreign object. Which is something that they don't really do with Ryan Bartnocket. No, they haven't. And I I never really thought about it until we actually got into this discussion. Mm -hmm. It's something that they don't really do with Ryan Bartnocket, but it's something I think you're right. They would would probably end up doing for for Mr. Carson Drake. Um, I do think that Carson Drake needs something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Von Rockets, Von Rockettes, but I think he needs something. You're, I think he's figuring it out. You're right. Yeah, and I'm not going to speculate on what I think it may or may not be, but you're you're right. He's figuring it out, so we'll just sit back and, and watch and yeah. see what uh, what happens next week. But this is, what, his fourth, fifth appearance on the OVW Weekly Show? Yeah, I mean, couldn't, like be, couldn't be any more than that. No, but uh, I'm glad to see him getting worked into the regular rotation, and uh, congratulations, man. Mm. It's it's great news for you, and it's great news for us as viewers. If you haven't watched a Carson Drake match, no better time than than tonight. Go watch this one um, from OVW Television 1274. Yeah, I uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, the promotion that I had seen him in previously, the Spot Monkey Promotions from Southern Ohio, uh, they are starting their new year off pretty soon. They're having a, an event in uh, Russellville in February, and they're having another one that escapes me in March. And I can't remember whether he's going to be at those or not. So I will look into this, and I will get back to you. And if you're in the southern uh, Ohio area, Brian Hines has always spoken very highly of Spot Monkey Promotions. I have not been fortunate enough to make one yet, but I will yet. eventually. You will eventually. One of these days, I will get you fellas up there, and we will all have a, uh, a good time in the, uh, in the Ohio. Main event hour one. Oh, where are we? Let's see. The Iron Demon versus Shane. Sh- the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer versus OVW Rush Champion, the Fanny Pack Kid, Cow Hero. Um, I already kind of mentioned that this was, you know, from the moment I knew it was a possibility, something I was very, very excited to see. Uh, Shane Mercer is incredibly strong and incredibly athletic. <laughs> yeah. For somebody whose gimmick is a little. Mm, Gladiatory? It just goes. It's 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 unremarkable, right? It's it doesn't. I don't remember it. There's a ton of guys who dress in leather, and a ton of guys who wear black, and a ton of guys who wear loincloths. Whatever. It doesn't matter because the guy is a specimen. Definitely, he doesn't yeah. even really need a like bright whatever super memorable gimmick because you remember him for his ring work, right? But as far as uh, ring attire goes, he kind of puts me in mind of uh, Hercules Hernandez. I could see that. Could from, see that. Uh, like, especially from the LJN figure where he had the, the same type of trunks and, and stuff like that, but he had like the ridiculous later hose. Maybe thing. he can join our other legend figures here one day. I'm sure he will. <laughs> He's awaiting in Ohio. Uh, the, the, if I had one complaint about the max structuring of, of this evening, it would be that I didn't think that the two, um, well, I guess it didn't matter because they're both non-title matches. But I still right. didn't. I still never really thought that either uh, opponent, either Orion versus Tony Gunn or Shane Mercer versus Cal Hero, I never really thought coming in from the outside that they were going to win either anyway, even if it was a non-title match. Right. And part of the fun of, of scheduling a non-title match is that the champion can lose. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a wonderful way in the wrestling world to say what if. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that you scheduled two of them: one to open hour one and one to close hour one. Um, they were both non-title matches, and the uh, incumbent champion still won both matches. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter though. I, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of seeing a lot more of Shane Mercer in singles matches. Up until now, we've really only seen him in the big multi-man matches. Yeah, the last uh, couple of pay-per-views, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe one other time. No, so not a whole lot yet, but uh, um, I'm, I'm sure we will. And he's, uh, uh, from what little we've seen of him, he's already as strong a competitor as anybody else that OVW has had to offer to put on TV for us. So I'm looking forward to seeing more things from him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I mean, you already know how we feel about Cal Hero because Cal Hero is just the best. He is. He is absolutely the best. Um, best champion going in OVW right now. Um, probably gets the biggest reception by anyone not named Cashflow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really, really, we're big fans of Cal Hero here at the podcast. That goes without saying. We open hour two with a sketch, but it's an in-ring sketch. A lot of the OVW sketches are behind the scenes or yeah. off-campus. This is a rare kind of in-ring talking segment from OVW. Yeah, and this is the one that uh, I was looking forward to the most or among the most and uh, I had most uh, questions about, and that was, what is Mick Foley doing in OVW? Why is he there? What is his purpose? Uh, To do the Dean Douglas gimmick. Come out and give everybody grades. He brought out a giant whiteboard. Which uh, is kind of like what Jack Vaughn had been doing previously. That's true. Jack Vaughn uh, ranked, he he did that thing where he ranked uh, the top 10 contenders, right? Mm-hmm. Remember Eric Darkstorm? He was number 10. That was a weird time in OVW. It, it was. Seems like such a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was very weird, kind of awkward, and we've grown since then. And I'm I'm glad because I feel like we're all better people for it. So he gives three stars a grade here. Mick Foley gives three stars a grade here. He gives Jack Vaughn a B. Mm-hmm. Fair. He gives Cal Hero an A-. minus. Fair. Because he doesn't want Cal Hero to be complacent. He wants him to work a little bit harder to earn that A. Apparently, so you almost got it. Cal yeah. Hero's dad, Mr. Dave Hero. Uh, My close personal friend. <laughs> yeah. Tiny Brian's Hero. close personal yes. best friend, Dave Hi, Hero. Hi, Dave. We miss you. Um, he... he we we heard from Cal that um, he he knew Al from the Attitude Era. Yeah, he must have met Mick Foley. I assume sometime around that same time. I would imagine. I so. would love to go through Dave Hero's Rolodex and see who else is in there. Because <laughs> Mick Mick Foley here mentions that he's known Cal since he was a little tiny baby. Um, yeah, I think there may have even been a uh, a photo on Facebook or social media somewhere that popped up where. Cal was really, really lead lad, and uh, Mick Foley was younger, so I'm I'm sure that yes, that was the case. But this this segment was really all about one man, Superior Tony Evans. This segment was brilliant. Oh, I, I loved think it. this. I, I meant to say this at the outset of the night. Um, this was as good of an episode of OVW Television, if not the best episode of OVW Television that we've covered. Yeah, I'm really sad that we didn't get the chance to go. We took a week off this week. Um, I'm, I'm assuming I would have liked it as much in person, but getting to watch it, the recorded version of it, this was as good as OVW television can be or has been. Oh yeah. 
And the addition of Mick Foley is, you know... Doesn't hurt. No, not at all. It's perfect. Because if if you've never seen a a Mick Foley show, he will come and and just tell stories about his time in various promotions from uh, the, the big boys on down to... Uh, the lowest of lows and everything in between and he's so kind and he's so entertaining so funny so th- this is like a comedy show inside a wrestling mm-hmm. show and and I, I love it comedy and wrestling is really really hard unless you're as talented as Mick Foley right um unfortunately for Mick Foley he is as talented as Mick Foley what what grade did uh Mick Foley give Tony Evans after he gave Jack Vaughn a B and Cal Hero an A minus. That would be, as my dad would put it, a flag. He got an F. Then um, Tony Evans, flanked by Jaden Arrow, comes out. Sure, confronts Mick raising Foley. all kinds of hell. But Mick actually has a really good point. I mm-hmm. mean, if it if he were giving out awards for hiding during the men's rumble, then. Uh, superior Tony Evans would get an A plus because He's, he w- did an outstanding job of hiding underneath the ring until he had uh, his his moments that he was able to uh, pick apart here and there. He called him the Bret Hart of hiding. He said he's the best hider there is, the best hider there was, and the best hider there ever will be, which I loved. Um, the the change in Tony Evans. We talk a lot about that change, when wrestlers change, that change. We try not to, you know, every, wrestling fans know what we're talking about, but here on the podcast, we just call it that change. It's never been done as subtly in OVW as Tony Ev- as Mick Foley brought out of Tony Evans tonight. We've been talking about what a babyface Tony Evans looks like. We saw a little glimpse of it a few weeks ago and seemed to go away. We saw another little glimpse of it tonight. Um, I want to know if Tony Evans can prove Mick Foley wrong. We're about to find out. He says he's going to go find the biggest son of a bitch. He didn't say that. That's my words, not his. He said he's going to go find the biggest son of a bitch in the locker room and challenge him to a wrestling match next week to prove Mick Foley wrong. I have a feeling. Do you want to make a prediction who that's going to be, Brian Hines? I kind of figured that's where we were going with this, and I think I know what you're going to say. But you want to do it on three? One. Tiny Brian Countess. One, two, three. Boamir. Nero. Donovan Cecil. Boamir. I thought about that too, but I thought you were going to go with Jade. We, we know that Boamir is the biggest guy in the locker room. Yeah, he has the face of fear, no less. We know this because we were shown it several times during the Rumble. Ginormous. I think that... I. I like from a storyline perspective where you're going. I like it a lot, actually. Him coming out and beating Jay De Niro, showing that's how he proves Mick Foley wrong by still cheating. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I think that it would be a real, real, real loss of the work that uh, they did on Bohemir in the Rumble to say, I'm going to go find the biggest son of a bitch in the locker room and it not be Bohemir. If he's really genuinely going to prove Mick Foley wrong, it's either going to be Boamir in my mind or it's going to be Hoda Pesos. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody in a suit is wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Bo Boamir or Hoda Pesos. Those are going to be the two. Those are my two choices. Your your prediction is Jade and Nero. Um, yeah, I for I don't know how it would come about, but I feel like there if he is actually going to 
go through a character change like that, I could see a, a splitting of the the pair. You know? I think I think that if the character change is going to happen, I think the pair does need to split. But I don't. I I I'm looking forward to this, and it's not just Mick Foley's presence, but Mick Foley was able to bring out me as a viewer wanting to actually genuinely see the change in Tony Evans. Because before, if he stayed one way or the other, I wouldn't have really cared. But now, I actually kind of care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy, a little bit of charisma, a little the 40 years worth of ring experience. It's crazy, crazy, crazy what that'll do. <laughs> you bring you bring one of the all-time greats around, and then suddenly you're invested in the storyline. It's crazy. Yeah, weird. Sketch number four uh, features Beaches and Cream calling out the Outrunners for eliminating them from the Nightmare Rumble. Uh, so what what do you have, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm not going to mention what our good friend Keith likes to call uh, Beaches and Cream, but... Uh, what he yells at him from the stands on <laughs> Thursday night. First time he did it, I almost spit my drink all over you, dude. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Keith. <laughs> The, uh, the 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 first and only fan of the podcast, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, so this kind of goes back to that thing. Is like, did I remember that the Outrunners got rid of Beaches and Cream in the Rumble? Not really. No, I didn't. But, but now once, that they bring it up. Yeah. Now that they bring it up, I'm like, yeah, sure. But yeah. it's because these are two groups of stars. This This whole night was just stars versus stars. Stars versus stars. And that's like a really, really, really good place to be if you're OVW is to have guys at this level that your fan base genuinely wants to see wrestle each other. Yeah. And one thing I noticed in this episode that we we see it some, but we don't always uh, get it, and sometimes we see it more than others, is there are a lot of sketches this week and where people do promo, promos and address whoever it is they've got a beef with, and then that person gets a chance to respond. So that's another element to the storytelling that uh, we haven't always seen from OVW, but uh, we, we were able to see this week, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that trend continues because I feel like it's just as big a part as anything else as the matches and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, mm-hmm. And it allows for everybody to develop their uh, mic skills. Up next, tag team match, about six of the evening. The Destroyers versus the Golden Lions, the team of Big Beef and Big Zoe versus Cashflow and Mahabali Shira. This is uh, one of those matches that you book so that you can see big men chopping man meat. A lot of man meat going around in that match, a lot of meat, man meat to chop. <laughs> You're going to make me put the explicit tag on this episode, aren't you? Uh, I, yeah, I, I feel kind of dirty after hearing that. but uh. <laughs> I have some hand sanitizer over here if you need it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a really hot shower when I get out of here. Big Beef and Big Zoe, uh, one of the more formidable tag teams on the entire roster, former champions uh, themselves. Two big dudes, two very, very athletic dudes, though. Yeah, for as, as big as they are, guys. they move well, and, and they're quick. And, you know, that if you're, uh, you know, of... If you're a big guy, you want to be able to have that. Not everybody can pull that off, you know, but these guys definitely do. Not only that, this is one of the only uh, matches where I thought that the title holders could have lost because they're facing two, uh, they're facing a former tag team champion team themselves. And Big Beef and Big Zoe at any time have the crowd's uh, support. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it's kind of you kind of put the crowd in a tough spot whenever you put Mahabali Shear and Cash Flow out there in terms of who they're going to root for. But it was probably it was probably like thirty five sixty five, which most Cash Flow Mahabali Shear matches are ninety nine and one in terms of crowd support. Yeah, that's so. that's a good point. But yes, you're right. Uh, Cash Flow and Mahabali Shear end up winning. Of course, the Golden Lions end up retaining their championship. That's true. They did. Uh, next, we had a uh, a rebuttal from the Outrunners. I feel like we're on uh, like an episode of Judge Judy, where mm-hmm. Judge Judy has uh, made her ruling, and then you get to hear from one side and the other side's part of the story. And so we get to hear th- what the Outrunners have to say uh, in response to uh, Beaches and Cream's words from earlier. Everybody mad at each other. They're gonna fight later. Yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all y'all people be doing that. <laughs> Had a, a sketch as we came back from commercial break uh, as the Bad Girls Club. Um, we've already gotten to the point where we're picking on poor Dream Girl Ellie. Which is a bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. Uh, she, Layla Gray's her best friend. We but, know this. Yeah, because she said it quite a few times, but it doesn't sound like uh, she is really a friend. She is actually the bad girl she uh, is known as anyway. The Layla and Tiffany, they go in for the big three-way hug. Layla and Tiffany look at each other, make eye contact, and roll their eyes behind Dream Girl Ellie's back after kind of convincing her that they're, everything's peachy. Kind of seems like she's there not as a true member of the Bad Girls Club, but more as an insurance policy against the rest of the roster. Could very well be. But I, I suspect that at some point it is, they're going to have a falling out, and if and when that ever happens... God help the Bad Girls Club because my money's on Dream Girl Ellie. It, if it was even if it was a two on one fight, I'm still going with Dream Girl. Dream Ellie. Girl Ellie could fight dudes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, missed the reel where I got a chance to ask her one question, uh, I, I would suggest that you go and try to find that because I can tell you firsthand that she is a very formidable presence. And uh, quite frankly, I, I nearly peed a little, to be honest. So, Tell, tell us about this next match. Uh, the next match is Sophia Rose, Island Girl TT, and Hema versus uh, the Bad Girls Club, Layla Gray, Tiffany Nieves, and Dream Girl Ellie. I'm going to say this at the outset here of this match. Let's book Hema in a, in a, in a one-on-one-on-one. On one. Let's book Hema in a singles match. We'll see what she can do. Only seen her in big uh, multi-person matches so far. Saw her in a rumble. Saw her in a scramble match. Um, she was great in both of them. Who's her opponent? Uh, Dream Girl Ellie. Yeah. Two girls are going to kick the shit out of each other. You kidding me? Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you still uh, pick Ellie to come out on she'll, that? She'll, win, she'll end up winning that match, yeah. If, yeah. It, if, that's the, if they booked it next week, Ellie would end up winning the match. I'm, but I'm, I'm sorry. As far as Hema goes, I, I'm not easily going to forget her appearance in the Women's Rumble where she came in and everybody thought she was going to be this badass and just clean house. And uh, the bad girls like just kind of pulled uh, – the low bridge and she goes flying over the top she had rope a little, and that she, was it. as as baby faces often do she she came out with a lot of hubris you're right yeah yeah but she, when she got the wild card uh in the women's royal rumble match and entered back in at what would effectively be 21 right she was a powerhouse she she was but uh in in terms of 
uh, rumble matches, uh, sometimes the the humor is what sticks with me. Definitely. Sometimes. Yeah, it's rumble matches are the but wrestling's a buffet. Rumble matches are the ultimate buffet. Yeah, little you, something for everybody. Little something for everybody. Little 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 something for little bit of every kind of wrestling in it too. Little, when when they're done right, and yeah. the, and to in all fairness, both of the rumbles from OVW's Nightmare Rumble were extremely extremely well done rumbles. Oh yeah, they really yeah. really were. But uh, Layla Gray, Tiffany Nieves, Dream Girl Ellie, the Bad Girls Club end up beating the team of Sophia Rose, the former Harley Jane, the Island Girl, TT, and Hema. I've already kind of, I, I think that Harley Jane's come along very, very nicely as well. TT's been there since she showed back up on the roster. She's already a very well, um, uh, well-formed veteran of wrestling at this point. Um, nice to have her in there with a group of, uh, you know, on the side of two people that we don't recognize as much at OVW. Um, but not enough for the team of the Bad Girls Club. Right. Just really, uh, just give me a him a singles match. Even if it's on the pre-show, just give me a him a singles match, please. That's all I want. I'm a simple man. One of these days. One of these days you'll get it, I'm sure. So the, I'm going to call this the main event of the night because there's got to be something. Uh, I'll complain about it later. Main event of the night, as I'm going to refer to it as, Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd, the team of the... Outrunners. Luscious Lawrence and Omar Amir, the team known as... Beaches and Cream. Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd, the team of the Outrunners, end up besting Luscious Lawrence and Omar Amir during this match. Um, no surprise there. Um, Want to end on a high note. Baby faces take the victory over the heels. Actually, I was kind of surprised. Really? Well, I mean, not because I'm doubting the ability of the Outrunners. I'm a huge Outrunners fan. And I I love their gimmick. I love their look. Uh, they're very talented, but they seem to come up short quite a bit. They do, especially against. Oh, it's definitely over the last few weeks too. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of figured, oh well, they're you know probably not going to make it through this time. But they did. So congratulations. And if I had enough room to stand up and spin around, I would. For those of you just listening to audio, <laughs> the gentlemen are now have picked up two figures. And Classy Freddie Blassie them. and the referee from the LGN collection. That's right. Yeah, the referee is participating in the bit. It's unusual, but we'll take it here at the podcast. Didn't the referee participate? I've seen referees do the spin with the the outrunners before. I don't think it was in OVW, but it's this is this is in kayfabe. This do we do we think Daniel Spencer's done the spin? Uh, uh, officially, no. Uh, unofficially, uh, no. maybe. Unofficially, backstage. Yeah. Off the record, he did the spin. Yeah, the old tilt-a-hurl. I think that it was the right choice to have the Outrunners go over here. They, like you said, have lost a, a shockingly, surprisingly amount over the last few weeks. Their last yeah, for, for them being as over as they are and as talented as they are, I feel like their record is uh, skewed a little bit in mm-hmm. the in the wrong direction. So uh, it, it's good to see that uh, the Bruce Lees or Jet Skis come out with the win I just thought it was a good thing to send the crowd home happy to letting the Outrunners win because we had plenty of time to get bummed during our next segment, <laughs> the final segment of the night, EC3's Thursday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Okay. Complain about this before. Time to complain again. Who? Why do we end shows with talking segments? Why do we end shows with talking segments that are pre-recorded or on a video screen? For to to give, I'll give them credit. It did seem like EC three EC3 was live this week. He did seem like they were responding back and forth to each other. I did like that. I did think I do think that's a step in the right direction. 
yeah, his pre-recorded videos have have not really hit like, uh, at least in my opinion, how how I think that they were meant to hit. But I'm just gonna go through this real quick. I'm just gonna yeah. go through this real quick. Orion versus Tony Gunn, the Mammoth Donovan Cecil's versus Jack Vaughn, and Helica Risk versus Freya the Slayer, Carson Drake versus Ryan Von Rocket, Shane Mercer versus Cal Hero. Let's see. Big Beef, the Destroyers versus the Golden Lions. The women's match, Hema, TT, and uh, Sophia Rose versus the Bad Girls Club. The Outrunners versus Beaches and Cream. That's eight great matches. TV says eight is enough. That's eight great matches. Eight killer matches. A great night of OVW television. Yeah. And we're going to end with EC3's video call. Just yeah. seems a little misplaced in the last ten minutes. Yeah, it, it felt like... You and your friends were off doing some super fun stuff, and then... Your mom called. And you have a seminar a, that you need to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, you were, you had to, you, you had to take your, your, your class... Uh, have you done your online schooling for the real estate today? Eh. That seems like an incredibly personal experience from you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have done online schooling for real estate. Were you? Were you? That that's kind of how this segment made me feel because there were like four or there were like a couple of uh, core things that you have to go through and learn from start to finish. And some of the people, like the person who does uh, the section on say finance, that person's awesome. This other person has uh, their. Um, coursework is uh, law, and uh, they're about as exciting as a ham sandwich. And this kind of felt like, you know, the the seminar where I was probably tuned out and and onto something else. Not only that, but we got n- <coughs> no real development. No. In the Overman storyline, we still don't know who the masked men are. Nope. The only thing that we got a little bit of is the suggestion that Luke Curtis with the looming uh, NWA title shot, might not be as committed to the Overman as the rest of the Overman were. Well, and why would he be? He's got a title shot. I just thought, I, I, I agree. I agree with that in kayfabe. From a fan's perspective or a booking perspective, thought it, I think it's weird for him to be the one that's going to break from the Overman after he used his mom to cheat against his best friend a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> just like it seems like maybe i thought that joe mack was going to be the one that split from the overman i thought as we got further and further into the rumble i thought that joe mack might have ended up winning the whole thing and that would have been why he challenged uh ec3 for the wa title right um that's not what happened luke curtis obviously won that's why he's challenging ec3 um i just we we had a suggestion that something might change no real um, no real development in the story. And then you killed the entire momentum of the night just because EC3 can't go on earlier in the night. I really get, I really can't help but think that EC3, no matter if he's wrestling or not, will not go on before the quote unquote main event. Uh, actually, I, I think what happened this week was uh, he was on break. Well, I mean, he I, <laughs> EC3 was on break from his uh, his day job with a with Ross and Rachel. <laughs> no. Oh. No, I just, I just, I, I've complained about this in the past. I don't, I don't like Friends. You, I'm sure all you Friends people out there thought that was a great joke. I don't, I don't like the Friends. Why don't, not... why don't we pivot back into wrestling? <laughs>
<laughs> I was about to, and then we started talking about friends. So, um, I just can't. I've I've complained about this on this podcast before. I know it's something that gets on your nerves as well. And if it's getting on our nerves, and it has to, it's probably been getting on viewers' nerves and people in the audience's nerves. Why are we ending a great night of wrestling with a talking segment? And this talking segment kind of, it seemed like we could have gotten it all out of the way in a 30 second backstage segment. Yeah. I yeah. just don't, I just don't understand why it took 10 minutes. Yeah. This was kind of drawn out and kind of awkward and it didn't really advance any of the storylines other than to say that Luke Curtis isn't a hundred percent in line. He, he's back on his own bullshit. We, he's not on the uh, Overman bullshit. We did get a match between Luke and EC3 at tough love kind of a little bit behind the scenes thing, or I guess behind the scenes in kayfabe wise, Al can make matches for the NWA title while the titles in OVW Correct. and Billy Corgan, William Corgan, sorry, Billy Corgan's a rock star. William Corgan owns the NWA. Um, he insists on that. I promise that's real. Uh, Al called him Billy. <laughs> they're, they're calling him Billy again. Well, Al called him Billy in the Billy for of- short. They're friends. Yeah. They're on a first name basis. And and Bill's, or I'm sorry, uh, Al's big enough to where he can get away with it. And he can pretty well call anybody anything he wants. Despite all of his rage, Al still beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> there is a match versus Luke and EC3. I thought that, I just thought that that was a little interesting, though, that if EC3 is wearing the national championship to NWA, that NWA has jurisdiction over it. But since the title is at OVW. OVW has jurisdiction over the NWA title. I never really gave it a whole lot of thought, but I'm glad we know yeah. the, the rules. That's of the game. why. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that got so cleared up. I'm glad there, that got there's cleared that. Up. They achieved that. So that was good. Luke and EC three will battle at the OVW pay-per-view tough love. That's on February 15th. I have a feeling over the next few weeks, we will know not only the identity of those masked men that helped EC three might not know. I could see us not finding out until the night of the pay-per-view, unfortunately. Yeah. And we'll know, which one? One of the Overmen is breaking off from the Overmen. Looks like it's going to be Luke Curtis. All signs point to Luke Curtis. I have a feeling by February 15th we'll know if it's Luke Curtis or if it's someone else. Well, the the fact that uh, it appears as though Luke Curtis is breaking from the Overmen makes me wonder whether uh, if he's going to be moving on at some point soon because, I mean, they're mm-hmm. already tied in with the NWA. Mm-hmm. We've already seen the picture of him outside of uh, uh, a certain corporate headquarters for a uh, one of the other promotions. Somewhere in Connecticut. Yeah. Somewhere in Connecticut. Somewhere in Connecticut, and I believe in the uh, Hartford area. But uh, just, I just wonder about what's going to happen because he's, you know, he's got as much uh, talent and uh, um, valuability. Mm-hmm. As from a promoter's standpoint, as anybody else does, he's he is probably the most well put together total package wrestler on the roster right now. Yeah, and he's at he's at he's got a great look, great on the microphone. Come he, out on top on the um, the men's rumble, so super you know. good at mini basketball. We found that out while he when he came by the studio. Yeah, super duper true. good at mini Tearing basketball. <laughs> We'll find all of that out in the coming weeks. That 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 kind of concluded the episode. Like I said, goes out on a whimper, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we what a, what a tiny Brian? Can you clarify these notes for me a little bit, please? Well, Jackman, it's time to go to the OVW fan <laughs> site. Oh, okay. Oh God, oh, baby gosh. Jesus, here we are. Oh Lord, 
Let me pull so, up uh, the things. This yeah. is something that we're going to do from now on, right? We record on Monday nights, for full disclosure. We record on Monday nights, usually start about 8 o'clock. So that puts us going live on the on Facebook. Yes. On uh, our Facebook, on our page, and in the unofficial OVW fan zone. So that, that puts us going live at about 8.45 or 9 o'clock every Monday night. If you guys are listening to this or you want to tune in with us one night... Uh, or join us live. We would really appreciate it. Do we have anybody live at the moment? I think just Brian at this point. Oh, yeah, right. I just can, Brian. I can see me now. So we do have. Shout out to me. What we up? Do, we do have, and it might not happen tonight if we can't get anyone to join us. And that's okay. We're just trying to get this thing off the road. Baby, steps. Got a second Baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, oh ooh, second wow. person. Second yeah. person who's joined us live. Ellie English. Hello, Ellie. Ellie. Yo, Ellie. What up? What up, Ellie? Hey. <laughs> uh, Ellie doesn't want a Bob Wharton figure, I promise. (laughs) 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 She has enough dumb wrestling stuff at her house. She doesn't want any more. Ellie says, yo. Yo. Uh, so we also thought we'd t- take this to moment. Uh, I saw one of the things that went on went down in the unofficial OVW fan zone, which is the unofficial OVW fan page on fan group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, p- I put it in your all's text messages, if you want to pull that up and you can kind of uh, hold, please look at that. I don't and, even know where uh, my cell phone is. That's fine. Bron's got it. Ellie is our top commenter on our uh, Facebook page. Oh, I'm not sure if that's true. Well. But- I think it's I, I think it's true. All right. She got the notification. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So, so you you're re- you're referring to uh, uh, Benjamin Coleman. Exactly. He had some thoughts that uh, he wanted to share in the OVW fan zone, and and we thought that we would take a minute and uh, talk about what he had had to say. Uh, do you have those? You want to? I have. I have. Can it you read along? Well. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? I'll sure. do it. So he writes, and I quote, I think what I love about OVW is, number one, it's quality wrestling. Amen to that, brother. It's a local, affordable, weekly, family-first event compared to others that are 80 to 150 for a decent seat, $100 for concessions easily. These stories are just as good wrestling stories. They don't try to create these big blockbuster slogs with 30-minute monologues for eight minutes of wrestling which allows you to become fully invested in what's happening. That's the way I remember wrestling back in the 80s and early to mid-90s. That was from Benjamin on the fan zone? Yes. Right? Yes. And And you're absolutely right. There's a a reply there, too, not mine, in the podcast. Do you want to read the reply? Look down a couple images there. I think it's that we all love OVW just as a fan's perspective from watching it and everything comes across it comes across well. You can tell that they love what they do and it's very enjoyable. Yeah, and that came from Is that the one? Our friend Jason O'Hara. Yes. Yeah. Fan of the show. Jason Big fan O'Hara. of the show. I also want to shout out to Benjamin who is living in New England and uh this is, I had a friend who lived in New England for a long time, and that was something that she would complain about as well, Benjamin, is that the only time she heard people that sounded like us sounded like, I, I have a little bit of mid, uh, non-regional diction, but people that sound like they're from the South was when they heard it ironically, and it drove them fucking nuts. So <laughs> keep, keep fighting the good fight up there, uh, being a Kentuckian, from, uh, living in New England, because I'm sure it ain't easy, brother. <sighs> yeah. And they sound stupid too, don't worry. That's right. We speak we speak closer to kings than they do, buddy. So we've got four people joining us right now. We're gonna we're, we if if somebody is interested, 
Do you have the prize over there, sir? Oh, well, yeah. Let's yeah, uh, show the goods. Hmm. Are we ready? We've got a Cowboy Bob Orton figure from the WWE Legends Collections. From Father of Randy Orton. From yes. Elite Collection Series 13. Great figure, fully articulated. These The Elite figures are really, really nice. I, I'm a big fan of the, most of the Elite figures. A lot of them are very, very This cool. particular figure uh, comes with boxing gloves uh, because of the WrestleMania 2 boxing match he had with Mr. T. But if you would like to win this figure, as well as like some stickers and maybe a t-shirt if we have one of those laying around here, you can, and whenever you see this video, if you're alive right now or whenever it's reposted, if you would like to, um, to leave your address or DM us with your address. Yeah, DM us. Don't DM put us. it in the open end. No, no, no put no. it out there for everybody to see. Be sure to tell us where your valuables are. No. DM us your address, and we will send you guys uh, something cool. And we want to do this kind of week to week. So if this is your first time joining us on the fan page or on the Facebook or whatever, join us again next week and uh, tell your friends. Tell your wrestling friends, whether or not they live in Kentucky or wherever. We'll send it wherever. I think what we should do uh, for this particular week, uh, we should make it a like and share kind of giveaway where you like the page yeah, or like yeah, this post see, and yeah, then like share it. This is why you're on the social media and I'm not. Yeah. That's right. So right, yeah. So we'll find a way to give that away. So yeah, well, like let, let's and... let's talk about it right now. Is that what we're going to do? Are we going yeah. to do like the like this video and share? That means you're going to have to leave the video up. No, yeah, we're leaving this. To. We're going to leave this one up. I didn't say anything bad about a nine year old on this one, so we'll leave this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Little mystery for our folks. <laughs> and this is we're still in the podcast. You guys haven't closed. Oh, the okay. Well, the yeah. OVW podcast, the tenth Carney Award nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW podcast broadcast team is Jackman Oaks and Brian Hines. Hey. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching Wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial Wrestlers After Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate us five stars and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, our newly renovated TikTok page, and to the Davis Arena. That's right. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much. Don't give police your personal information. Test your drugs. See you later. Thanks for listening.